This is Happy Lifestyle Online Show, where we talk about viewpoints and experiences on what it takes to have a fulfilled and happy life. Join host Lisa Caprelli as she brings stories and experiences from leaders, entrepreneurs, professionals, and creative people making a difference in the world. Welcome to Happy Lifestyle Online. I'm your host, Lisa Caprelli. Today, we have the privilege of talking with Shaista Fatelli. Welcome, Shaista. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, so you're doing so much incredible work. Uh, tell us a little bit about what Thrive Kids, your organization, is doing. Yeah, so Thrive Kids um, is a place where kids come together um, from elementary to high school, and we encourage um, positive relationships. We talk about positive self-esteem, build confidence, um, raising um, your inner power, finding your voice, and really creating a tribe amongst the kids that come together so that they are able to um, articulate themselves in a way that is heard and that is meaningful for themselves. Yeah, so give us some background. You've been a teacher, and particularly with a younger ages, kindergarten teacher at the moment, yes? Yes, that's right, yeah. So I teach kindergarten, um, but I also work with a lot of the older kids um, with my role in the school. I've been there for a while. Okay. So I'm able to, um, I have sustained a lot of relationships with families and with the kids as well. Um, and I also have, um, sometimes I play an administrative role in the school as well. So I'm able to work with like K through um, seven. Mm -hmm. And I found that there's a lot within our school system that we can't do. And it's not that we don't want to do, it's mm -hmm. just that there's a lot of limitations around it. So if you take, for example, um, benchmarks or um, core standards, a curriculum, there's stuff that we have to teach. There's yes. a very limited time frame that we have to do that. And so what happens with our kids is that not only do the teachers feel pressure to teach that, the kids feel pressure to learn it and to do better and to work harder, which there's nothing wrong with, but there's nothing to counterbalance that. So there's nothing for them to feel a sense of enoughness as where they are, not a sense of um, no place for them to cultivate other skills, like um, if they want to, for example, write a book or be mm -hmm. a creator or anything like that, um, because there's so much pressure to focus on um, so much of the academic piece. Yes. So what has, how is being a teacher today different than when you got into the education and also that of being a parent? Oh, yeah. So what's different is that um, I feel like we're a lot more inclusive now than we were previously. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like teachers' knowledge has grown so much 
that we want to do more. And I feel like we try to do more um, in terms of like having some mindfulness or um, a little class in meditation that we are able to integrate within the day, which we couldn't do before. Mm. And I see how that affects like my own daughter as a parent as well. But the problem is it always goes back to the standards and it always goes back to timing and it goes back to um, so many pressures that teachers have that even though the desire is there, we're not able to do it. Got it. Got it. So do you think that, technology has changed a lot and just this all this education and people oh, are more aware of, of feelings and lessons and behavior oh definitely and i think technology has played two parts in that so one part is definitely um bringing us more aware of what's happening in our surroundings and there's so many resources we can now um get to to with technology but also on the other hand it's also created even more pressure for um, a lot of our students because there's so much competition um, there's so many opportunities to post something and right. to um, have approval according to the number of likes that you get, for example. Um, yeah. So I think it goes both ways. And I think that adds to the mental health status to with a lot of our kids. And yeah. that's why the suicide rate has gone up incredibly. I've heard that. I, a friend of mine runs a nonprofit um in Texas, and, and she says the same thing about suicide. Yeah, just um, yesterday, there was another girl. She was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. She just committed suicide, like, in, in our oh area. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and this is someone you know, uh, in the Canada area. That's right. Yes, yes. I'm in Canada. Yeah. Yes. Um, so... That's just amazing. So how I, uh, based on the research I do, and, and when I talk to businesses, uh, the statistic that I often say is 97% of, of Americans, and I'm sure Canadians too, we're, we're, we're not too far apart, have some type of online presence by the age of two. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't, yeah. It probably isn't even a little bit earlier now, right? I, right. I know that's probably an old statistic. But, yeah, I mean, we're pretty much born with the Internet in our pockets today. And like you and I, we didn't have that. We didn't have something to Google. <laughs> we oh, had to go exactly. old-fashioned, you know, some of us even using encyclopedias. Um, so um, how do you see that playing? And, and for myself as a parent, I, 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 these are conversations I have um with other parents like social media and and always you know being on the phones and i'm guilty of that too what are what do you think as a teacher we you could advice you could give us as parents to to control that in a sense because we still we can't really get away from it no and i think that's the big thing i know that sometimes we've got we went through a phase of like we won't even let our kids involved in technology mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. But I think now we've come to realize that this is not going anywhere. In fact, it's increasing, right? Right. And we need to teach our kids. And I used to, I teach kindergarten and I use technology all the time with my kids, uh -huh. but I also teach them the appropriate ways to use it and how it's, um, it can help us get to another step, another way 
It's not the way to get to where you want to go, where you want to go, but it's a support system. So I would definitely one make sure that we know what our kids are using, what kind of um, social media platforms that they are on. Mm-hmm. And I would also definitely make sure that we have communication with them because oftentimes um, when we are working with technology, we don't have a chance to talk to them. We don't have a chance to pull out a real book and read to them. Right. Right. So if you're reading something on the internet, um, if you pull up an online book, that's great as an addition to, but not in replace of. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. Yeah. No, that's so so good. So Shaisa, on every show we talk about five hats um, and the research I'm doing in creating that book, and I always thank my guests for contributing. So in five, there's five hats I that I feel lead to balance and meaning and happiness in life: the family, friendship, career, connection, and adventure. How would you contribute to people listening on lessons you've learned in any or a combination of these areas? Oh, yeah. So this is a really good question. I think for the longest time, like when you look at balance, people think of it as balance in a day. But over the past um, few, maybe two or three months, I've come to look at it as balance in seasons. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, with your five hats in particular, all those five hats apply to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's some times where I am more um, focused on one hat than I am at another time. Mm -hmm. I think altogether, if you look at it from like, let's say a year point, I would be balanced but it's not balanced in one day. Correct. For example, let's say um, spring break is coming up. Yes. So that is a chance for me to really focus with my family and spend a lot more time with my family rather than um, doing a lot of work. But when school starts to come up again, I'm probably going to be more heavily focused on my work from my day-to-day aspects. Right. So I think it's really looking at it in terms of seasons and in terms of balance of events. That yes. Have. Yeah, I like that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I, and I feel this, for me, I look at it sometimes like, like that, like a week-by-week basis or summer. And for people who, you know, I have um, my uh, 13-year-old and, and I'm, divorce from his father and that's com- divorce is common as we know today yeah. in society so like in the summer when I don't have him as much as I do during the school year because I'm more the school parent for him mm-hmm. is, is the decision that we made so I've learned to like okay the summer even though it's a bummer I don't have him as much I then we'll do more dive into more of my adventure hat or more of my writing which is my career hat Mm-hmm. And then when we do get them, we tend to dive in and give them all that love and give them the connection and family. So I, yeah, I think it's different from person to person. And I find that in relationships, when people know what their hats are and balancing that and having these discussions, you can raise the level of different areas and, and there's no right or wrong. It's just a way to look at life and a way for you to, to, to talk about it with your people in your life, your relationships, your children, your business colleagues, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So do you, tell me one of your favorite quotes and why. Um, so one of my favorite quotes 
So I grew up, um, I grew up with um, Fred Rogers, right? So one of my favorite quotes is by him, and it is, life is for service. Because I think that quote brings a lot of um, meaning and purpose every day when I wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that I am here for a reason and it is uh, for service and to find ways in order to um, do that service. I like that. Life is for service. So what are some cel- challenges and celebrations you have with the work you're doing today? So I think some of the challenges I have, and I'm sure this is for everybody, but it's um, the people who... Um, don't necessarily see the positive within the work that you're doing. Right. So, um, and I just, I was listening to a podcast the other day Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times these are the people who are not um, on the ground, on the ground with you Mm -hmm. who are making these statements. It's usually the people either on the bleachers or, you know, outside of the stadium. They are not the ones that are in there, um, but they tend to be more judgmental. So I think for me, it was um, definitely that has been a big challenge and to really uh, listen to my own purpose, my own truth, and to really focus my inner strength and to go with it and believe in myself. That would turn into my um, celebration would be to definitely to hear my voice, to hear my voice and to help others hear their own voices and know that they are important. Right. No, that's really true. Um, based on that, no, there's a great TED Talk. Uh, maybe you've seen it by Elizabeth Gilbert, the, the writer, author. Um, she wrote You Pray Love um, and many books. I love following her on Instagram as well. But her talk um, is your elusive creative genius. And she says something like what you just said, that a lot of times uh, when we're creating something, people are, why are you doing that? What do you get out of that? And she was told that before the book. And then she was told that after the book, well, are you afraid that you're never going to do this again? (laughs) Mm, Exactly. Yeah. Or just that, what's the point in doing this? Um, Or people who don't really know what's really going on. Oh, well, if you're doing that, you must not be spending enough time with your daughter or, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing where they have no idea. Well, I celebrate and honor you for creating and doing the great work you're doing. Um, I, I follow you on Instagram and, and uh, Shaista's website is thrivekidsbc.ca. And uh, also on Instagram, it's thrivekidsbc. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. And on yeah, Facebook so, as well. Yeah. So I'm sorry? Facebook as well. And Facebook as well. Yeah. So keep going and keep doing. And that's what I do when I work with people or even the visions I have with the books I'm doing, with the businesses I built in the past. And a lot of times people... I almost look at it, it's like blocking a shield. People are gonna, there's gonna be people that support you and there's gonna be what I call naysayers. And yeah. and I just look at a shield, it's like a shield. Like if someone says something or doesn't believe in you, it's almost like I have this shield up, this invisible shield that I don't take that message in. Right. You have to. you have to be the nature of your own force. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I totally believe in that, definitely. Okay, Shaisa, what is something most people don't know about you? Um, 
So as you can tell, I really like to talk right uh-huh. now, uh-huh. but I was not like that before. So most people who know me now um, see me as someone who um, is confident and um, is able to articulate herself well and is able to teach others. But growing up, I had a really uh, traumatic childhood, which caused me to uh, feel a lot of anxiety. And as a result, um, I was literally, and I'm not over-exaggerating, a complete mute. I could not talk to anybody. Um, I had absolutely no voice because I was just too afraid to use it. And that caused a lot of struggle for me in terms of mental health, um, in terms of uh, the way I saw myself. But I knew within myself that there was a spark that um, I had a message to share. And over the years, I learned how to use my voice to help others in the similar situation. That's, thanks for sharing. That sounds like um, um, Unicorn Jazz, some of the theme of the book. Is- yes, yes. <laughs> I love the book, by the way, and I ordered a couple more for my school. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. There's a curriculum edition, and uh, yes, you got right. that. And the coloring book, and you all can make copies of that. Um, oh, they would love it. They would yes, love it. Yes, thank you. Well, thanks for sharing. And I also grew up shy and super introverted, and most people today don't know that about me. Um, and um, so it's interesting to relate to that. How did you overcome it or what made you really want to overcome it? So I think a lot of it was I knew deep down that I always wanted to teach. Uh-huh. And if you want to teach, you have to <laughs> be able to talk. Um, yeah. So I did a lot of self-work around that as well. Um, A lot of mindfulness meditation. I'm very strong on my faith and I have a very supportive system around me with my family and my friends that help me to overcome these major, major hurdles that I was facing. And it took a lot for me to um, get to a place where I could hear myself. And it came through a lot of education, podcasts, Mm-hmm. finding out what I really truly love and I think being a mother really helped <laughs> me to grow oh that's sweet yes I, I love those early stages of being a mom and, and yeah. how you do you sing to them and and they just accept what you know they're just just so lovable and and I think being a mother is one of the greatest gifts we can be as a woman I feel oh yeah um, and uh, yeah, and I, I don't know about you, but I feel because I overcame that too, that it makes me have more confidence because for people who just naturally grew up extroverted and social, and I feel like in a sense, and this is not to be arrogant, but I feel like, well, I could do more than you can now because I can, I love to be quiet and take it all in and observe. And when you're not talking, you're, what are you doing? You're observing and listening, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So that's what you and I have. We it's a it's a great quality to have, and just always wanting to be the center of attention, or you know, wanting to want to have the voice to say something. And I find that um, it's allowed me to be a writer and turn off the world and get. You know, I always said my only voice was on paper, and um, so it's kind of. I feel like there's just we have a big balance that we can choose. It's almost like which hat do we want to do today? Yes, exactly. I completely hear you. And it changes, right? So, um, yeah. And I think it's a good balance that we have with both skills. Yeah. And it allows you to be a better friend because like I was with five fabulous women yesterday, all 
doing great work in the world. And, and I was like, I was the, just the quietest one listening there. And I felt like I was a little girl again. And I was happy. I don't, I don't need to be the one sharing. I mean, the way I look at it is I have so much work out there. You can find it. on. Yes. Oh, and totally. I, and by stopping and listening, I'm going to learn new information. Yes, exactly. For sure. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing with a lot of my friends whenever we go out. It's the same situation. <laughs> and find, people always are like, you're not talking. I'm you're like, talking. no, I don't need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that all the time. How come you're not talking? Why are you so quiet? <laughs> so yeah, so people, for people that are grew up introverted, like Shaista and I, like we are happy when we're not talking. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's where we want to be. And, and I will say, though, I have learned to speak. One of my books coming up is The Unicorn Jazz Speaks Up, and it's based on the story. Um, you know, obviously, it's imagination, but in, uh, in elementary school, which is an important time for any human being, mm -hmm. I was often, I always felt like invisible or like no one paid attention to me, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, But today, because I learned to use the skill, like you said, using personal development or whatever we do to, to overcome that, because it's really just a skill of communication you have to learn. Um, I will speak up today. I have no problem speaking up for myself, even oh, if it's uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. You somehow find the strength to do it now, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's, you know, those are things that I think that's why with the writing, I, I want to, it's almost like if I'm giving back to people, um, the voice, the information that, like, I would have loved to read a, a book like about Unicorn Jazz and the lessons and in them uh, to people, especially children, because um, we're talking, you being a, a teacher, and yeah. um, I think there's so much um, knowledge and, and lessons we can impart on them. I mean, it's, there's so much that they can learn today. It's like, there's a lot. It, it's just yeah. so much. I don't even know how as a parent you focus that and you, because, because you want your child to develop who they are naturally too. Yeah. Exactly. You do completely. Yeah. And it's so, I think it's so, um, it's so interesting how you're doing this book about what you're saying about speaking your voice, because I've been seeing that quite a lot lately. Mm -hmm. And um, I have, so my, one of my books is coming out in the next couple months and it's about, um, it's a children's book as well. And that's one of the reasons I don't have a lot of um, books like what you have created or what I have created that really speak to a lot of the kids. Yes. And it's really hard to really focus on issues. And I think a lot of it comes down to what would have worked for you when you were a child. Yes, the world is different, but children are not different. Right. Okay? No, so they right. don't need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So What's I think the name of your book coming out? It's called Back Home. Okay, well, I can't wait to read it. Please let us know about that. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, and I just put out on the Unicorn Jazz um, little self-promotion here, uh, T-shirts on Amazon. That's uh, if you just do Unicorn Jazz, be bold and brave. And, oh wow! And if you, you know, um, people love that. And I, again, it's from the messages that I still have in the upcoming books and this and the first book. And, uh, and I, I told my boyfriend, I said to him in a text, today I was bold and brave because I got a store that's going to promote my books and stuff. And I just go, wow, that's the name of a t-shirt, you know? And so it's, it's be bold and brave. And then it has a little oh, unicorn. Wow. And she's, she has this like stance that's in the book that she's confident. And uh, so I show it and people are like, oh my God, I love that. So 
um, again, using that creativity, just one message you can do that. Um, I like yours, how you said earlier, you said, um, and please, you said your, one of your favorite quotes or is uh, life is service, right? You just life said, is for service. Yeah. Life is for service. That would be a good t-shirt. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, definitely. There you go. So, Shaista, where do you find the most meaning and joy? Oh, I find the most meaning and joy when um, I am living my truth with the people who know my truth. So, for example, um, so I have a husband and I have a daughter and they uh, support me continuously. Mm -hmm. um, she's, my daughter is seven years old, so she's at a point where she knows everything that's going on. Um, but let's say, for example, last Sunday, I had a workshop that I was doing um, very close to me. So the three of us went and delivered the workshop. So she was like handing out the resources and whatnot. And my husband was helping set up the equipment and I was doing the speaking. But the point of it is that we did it together um, and we were able to speak to an audience and I was able to share my message, which is my truth to an audience that heard it. So I think that is what brings me most joy when I'm able to do it with the people around me. Yes, that's amazing. Well, and, and they're gonna, your seven-year-old as she grows up is gonna learn a lot from you and- I hope so, I hope so. No, I, well, my son, um, Trey, he has, uh, he's a YouTuber, uh, TreyJam.com is his channel and, and um, he does these Try Not To Laugh videos and he just this week reached a hundred thousand subscribers over. Wow. Yeah. And, and he's been doing this since he was seven. And again, it, it, I've always preached about technology when he was seven, he says to me, well, he says now he goes, one of the best things you did for me, mom was give me a, a high end computer. I said, learn video, go have fun, learn YouTube. And you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he, he did that. Wow. Good for him. That's amazing. Yeah. And so he's this little entrepreneur. He goes to school, but he looks at the money he makes and, and he has plans for it and, and he's interested. He, he, I see him listening to YouTube channels about what to do with your money. How to, like, this is again, his, his interest. Obviously this is another beautiful thing about growing up today, uh, children. And of course all ages, we have this ability to Google it and find things we want to learn in, whether it's personal development, relationships, money, all these different things. And I, I just kind of smile like how cool that that's what he's listening to. You know, he's listening to, to things that I don't, now he's 13. I, I don't think, I don't see many 13 year olds wanting to plan their future around money as like he wants to. <laughs> that's so incredible. Like he's 13. That's gonna like just impact so much of his life when he gets older. He's just gonna grow from this, right? Oh yeah, and he's, you know, he, he says he wants to be a doctor. Would that may change? Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm always telling him about, obviously he does know, technology more than the average person. Sometimes he's actually teaching me things now. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, but it's because of the technology that he's been able to do what he does. And I tell him when I was your age, I was selling lollipops. I didn't have any kind of technology. To right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or having um, a lemonade stand. I don't know if you ever did that. Yes, we did that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's like, oh, mom, that's so like, yeah, that's not what we do today. You know? Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Congratulations to him. Oh, yes, I know. We're all proud of him. Yeah. Sh Shaisa, finish this statement. I have learned that being a mother means... 
you can experience joy on a level that you never knew existed. Mm, I like that. That's nice. Your daughter was going to learn all these things from you. So I say, I ask this to every uh, guest I talk to, uh, time is promised to no one. With that said, what, what do you want to be known for? What is something you want, you know, when you leave this earth behind, what is something you want people to know about you and your work? So I want people to know that they were, they are on this earth for a reason. Um, and it is that you are able to find out that reason by listening to your own voice and by sharing that wisdom that you have within yourself with others. I like that. And so with that said, what is your purpose? So I think my purpose is, so I think, I heard this quote recently, your mess is your message. And I think that that I really held on to that because I think the fact God. that I wasn't able to use my voice and I am now, yeah. I want to help others find their voice, whether it is like through your own vocal box, whether mm -hmm. it is through writing, whether it is through um, technology, but to share your voice and your message with others. I like that. Your mess is your message. I'm going to... That's I, that's really good, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really yeah. Fun. No, I mean, I think every a lot of people can relate to this, and uh, it's you know when I talk to people, I, I and and I when I meet with people from all walks of life, I I often people open up to me. Maybe it's my background in in social psychology. I love studying human behavior. I'm a person that asks questions all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love doing this show, you know, and having people like you to share their voice and messages and discovery. Uh, but I, I feel the same way. Like uh, people tell me their story and oftentimes when people have their story about who they are, it comes with a struggle, which is a mess, right? Mm -hmm. a challenge. I mean, people, you know, people can have things going on in their life, but they often, we also, we hold on to what was the struggle, what was the pain and, and, uh, and some, everyone's mess, mess or their struggle is different. And, and that's just the journey they came from. Mm -hmm, exactly. And so much to them and the aftermath. And, and sometimes I feel like that's the homework of life when they're stuck or, or they're, they're really just so focused on their past that they can't become, they can't get into present and then plan a, a future because they're spending all their time, as we know, our thoughts can consume us. And, you know, if, if you follow Eckhart Tolle's work of the power of now, which is amazing, yeah. it's just amazing how your thoughts can help you or they can hurt you. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, definitely. And that's the kind of thing that I wish um, I had learned when I was a kid. And we're not able to teach our kids this, which is why... I do it at Thrive Kids, so they are able to know the power of their thoughts and the power of the mind and how important. Yeah, yeah. So, can you give a story example with uh, with what the work you're doing with Thrive Kids? Uh, yeah. So, um, let me think of a really good one. So, with Thrive Kids, I also have a a program called Thrive Girls, in which I work with uh, girls eight to fifteen, and we have a um, a gathering place, and we um, talk about like 
everyday issues that are related to girls. Um, and one girl, she came in um, probably in September, let's say, um, and she had a lot of issues at school around bullying. She wasn't feeling very confident. Um, she didn't know the powers and gifts she had within herself. So the first session I had was Project Love. And through Project Love, we talked about how to love ourselves, how to love um, our community, and um, the rest of the uh, world. So we ended with the humanitarian project that um, helped us to deliver, I think it was close to a transition house. But so she went through that program, and then she also went through my next program, which was Project Self. And through Project Self, she learned about her strengths. She learned about what she is really good at. And not only did she learn about it, that's so one. Yeah. At, so now I talked to her mom like a couple weeks ago, and she said that no matter who I talk to, this girl, this her daughter, has so much self confidence able to use her voice, she knows what she's good at, and she's able to hone in on her skills and to use for the betterment of others. That's great. So I see that on your website, Thrive on ThriveKidsBC.ca. Uh, you have programs there, and this one it says a Thrive Girls Project Gratitude. So yes, Project Gratitude is my next one that's coming out. So we just wrapped up Project Self, we wrapped, wrapped up Project um, Love, and now we're doing Project Gratitude. Um, and this is also available, I have little packages like that are available for people online as well, if they can't make classes, um, if they're not ready to take any of the workshops. Um, and these are packages that I've created subscription boxes, like a BU subscription box, where girls and boys um, can find a sense of self and worth um, through all the activities that I have planned and I have purposely created. Yes, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Shaista. It's been a pleasure. We look forward to following your great work. And tell us how the best way to get a hold of you is. Yeah, so you can always contact me through Facebook at Thrive Kids BC. Um, also through Instagram is Thrive Kids BC, and also on um, our web at thrivekidsbc.ca. Um, and our Gmail is thrivekidsbc at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Shaista Fatelli. Great you. show. Happy Lifestyle Online. I'm Lisa Caprelli, and we wish you love and happiness until next time. Thank you for listening to Happy Lifestyle Online Show. For more information on growing with our community, follow us at happylifestyleonline.com. I'm Lisa Caprelli. Talk to you next time.